Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Foods. This is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to another week and another episode here. And like we say every week, like us, follow us, share us, rate us, review us, give us five stars, uh, all those good things as we try to grow this Educated Food Empire. This week, we got a mixed bag of, of topics to discuss. So strap in. We you're going to go wherever we go because we still not sure. But, uh, but before we get into the foolishness, because there will be some foolishness on this episode. Let's check in. How you doing this week, my brother? Hey, man, I'm doing great, actually. Having a good week and um, just. I'm really interested uh, in knowing how these damn weeks be going by so fast. Like <laughs> it was literally just Thursday when we recorded the last episode. Now it's Thursday again. And I'm like, where bring back our time. What is happening? What is happening? <laughs> Wasn't there a report like earth spun faster by like one millisecond or something around the yeah. sun? Like yeah. our rotations are speeding up. Yeah, Earth's trying to take us the fuck out. Like it's literally trying yeah. to get us the fuck about the paint. And speeding I'm speeding up to throw us off. Speeding, yes. speeding up to throw us off. That's what it's. They're tired of it. I'm tired of it. I mean, polio making a comeback. Polio. Then you got something else coming out of China right now, out of like the little ferrets or whatever that is. I'm like, yeah, oh. it's like a langia virus or something else, like another virus. Like it's man. I'm not. I'm not too keen on M. Night Shyamalan anymore because he has disappointed me time and time again. <laughs> However, I feel like his movie, The Happening, is coming true, right? Like, Earth is trying to get rid of us because we are the pest. Like, I can't tell you the last movie I saw, uh, oh boy, because the last one I saw, like, completely frustrated the hell out of me. If it's not one of... I can't even remember. Like, if it's not any of like the Unbreakable ones, like those are good. Like Unbreakable, those are really Split, good. right? Those are really good. It's when he tries to be like smarter than he is, and like I'm, I'm, I pulled up like his IMDb to see which was the last mm-hmm. one I actually was really pissed and was like, "Yo, I'm done with you, dude." Was it because? Like, no, I was. I mean, I can't even. I was. We'll be all show trying to figure out this dumb movie he had. And I hope it wasn't but. Lady in the Water because that was the most stupid shit I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> Lady, in, Lady in the Water, I walked out the theater ready to beat somebody up because that movie was so bad. No, I wasn't Lady in the Water. I never saw Lady in the Water, so it wasn't Lady in the Water. Um, Man, who knows what it was? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, who knows what it was? I can't even remember. I'm going through these. And they're not in order on IMDb, so it's, throwing, it's taking me way too long to find it. Yeah. So. so what he had, like the Sixth Sense, he had Lady in the Water, he had The Village, he had um, uh, Grown Up or something like that, like the one about the beach where they go into the water and they come out Yeah, grown. Old. Old was like old. The, his last one mm-hmm. that I decided not to, not to watch because I was like, Nah, you let me down last time. And yeah. like I said, IMDb can't figure I can't figure it out, but okay. it was one of those where it's supposed to be like a cliffhanger, right? Like, cause that's how he kind of leaves you. And it's just, it like just fell flat for me. 
So yeah. I was like, I'm done. Um, yeah, I'm done with absolutely. It. And then so. what he did with the last Airbender, I mean the Avatar movie, I was pissed mm-hmm. off. I was like, M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> you are, you are not, you're not well, and you're not, you're not good. Like usually, I stand for producers who are producers of color and stuff like that. Like he's an Indian man or, or Pakistani, something like that. Like he's, he's uh-huh. whatever his national, uh, he's Southeast Asian. I can say that. So I usually go up for, you know, uh, you know, people of color who are directors and things of that nature. But M. Night Shyamalan, I just be like, yo, what is going on? Like the sixth sense was so good. And then you just mm-hmm. left us with everything else. The village was terrible. Lady in the Water, absolutely god-awful. The Devil, awful, old, terrible. All this stuff. But you know what? You know who the fucked up person is? Is me. <laughs> keep watching this shit. I'm the one who keep watching this, so I'm probably the one who keeps supporting his career, which is terrible. I mean, everybody do. Like, a lot of people still go and see. Like I said, when Glass came out, I went and saw it. Because I wanted to see the ending of like Unbreakable and Split, right? And I really like Glass. Like Glass was yeah, good. That was um, good. So like he has the thing is when he hit, he hit. When he miss, he miss. Misses. Like, and that's what that's what it is. Like when he when he hits, he hits. When he missed though, that it is atrocious. Yeah. Um it's atrocious. Oh, yeah. So how was your week, brother? This is your birthday week. Woo woo. Man, well, it won't be I don't when really drop the episode, but while we right. record, it's your birthday week. <laughs> I mean, I don't really celebrate birthdays, like, <laughs> so it's it's whatever, it's whatever for me. It's I that's I'm that I'm that I'm that person. Um, so you know, turn thirty six, um, and it is what it is. I'm like, well, I got a physical coming up next week. Let's see, <laughs> see how my health doing at thirty six, mm-hmm. and move on. Um, yeah, but Earth's speeding up to get you to fuck off because I don't. <laughs> what do you mean you're not a birthday person? What? So I think I talked about this before. Like I have severe survivor's guilt when it comes to my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, oh right. So right. Yes. so it's not for me. Um, I reflect way too much on those who aren't here to celebrate with me. Absolutely. Yeah, I reflect on the the childhood friends that I've lost, hell, cousins that I've lost, um, in the same age range. So, like for me, it, it's it's just not like I'm I'm definitely blessed to be here. Like I'm happy that I'm here. I'm I I live a great life, right? So it's not right. like that. It's just I get reflective, um, and I get in my head a lot. Each age I get like, like I yeah. woke up today and I'm like, like I'm drinking more water. So naturally I go to the bathroom more, but I'm like, damn, this is a, cause I'm 36. I'm going to the bathroom like every two hours. Is it me? Like, no, maybe you're drinking water. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Like, but like, ah, like, oh, it's a pain in my chest. Oh, what is this? So is it 36? We'll oh no. <laughs> yeah. Is it 36? What is this? What is this? Doctor, this doctor appointment can't come soon enough. <laughs> Um, so I just, so, but it was, it was cool. Uh, the weekend I went home, spent that with my mom and my sister. Uh, I'm an aquarium person. Okay. So 
Um, I, every state that I've been to, I've been to their aquarium, except Denver, uh, mm-hmm. which I was upset because I didn't know they had an aquarium. But, uh, but I've never been to the Lone Beach Aquarium, which is literally 20 minutes away from my house. Oh, okay. growing up. So that's what we did on this weekend. I took my girls, right, to my daughter, to my wife, and to my my mom, and my sister. Um, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday we had um, all of my wife's families in Cancun right now. Oh, nice. Except except like two nieces. So they came over last night and and celebrated, had dinner with me. So nice. Um, so that's it. That's all. That's all I got. Wait, is your um, wife in Cancun? No. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say. No. No. I was about to say, damn, that would be messed up if she in Cancun on your birthday week. <laughs> no, like, we didn't. We didn't go to Cancun okay. this year. Uh, we. I don't, we just like, we've been saying we need to get our daughters their passports. Yeah. And we just didn't, right? Cause COVID, we were like, we ain't going anywhere. And then the family was like, oh, we're going, the family trip this year is Cancun. And by that time, it was like, it was a little bit too late. Um, because I'm going to Africa, I had to get a visa. So they put that visa in your passport, which I didn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they put that in your passport. So I can't get a new passport, uh, because I was going to renew mine because mine is up next year. So we just do all that. When I get back from Africa, I'll renew my passport and get my girls their passports so they can they can go out of the country. Absolutely. So, yeah. I need yeah. to renew my passport, too. It's up in two years. I probably need to get it. Yo, next year. <laughs> so my nephew, mm-hmm. my wife's my wife's uh, nephew, he didn't know his passport was expired until it was time to check into the flight. <laughs> Is he married? No, no. And see, no. that's why. That's why. Uh, no. Uh, his, his, his mom usually takes care of those things, but it was mm-hmm. like, he can handle it. He is old enough. I'm not going to drop his age on here, but he's old enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just didn't didn't think to check, didn't think about it. And when it was time to check in, he couldn't check in because passport was expired. So. That's why they say marriage is one of those critical things for men because we do shit like this. <laughs> yeah. Yo, my wife is a scheduler. Like mm-hmm. she's the scheduler now, but for stuff like this, like for example, when they were like, Oh, there's an opportunity to go to Africa. The first thing I texted my wife, cause I was at work. I was like, yo, check my passport. When does it expire? Like, that's the first thing I feel like you should check when you book an international trip. Like, you know, it's my, is my passport good. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, before spending all the money on these things and then be like, oh, snap, my passport is not good. Yeah. So, but yeah, so birthday week, you know, it it came, it went. <laughs> okay. That's that's all I got. That's all I got. You went to the um, aquarium, a.k.a. Fish Jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, I love aquariums, though. Actually, Baltimore has, the, has my favorite aquarium. The National Aquarium, yeah. It's yeah, here. it has my it has my yeah it has my favorite aquarium. So, <laughs> um, but that's it, man. That's it. Nice. <laughs> you know, nowadays we can't have anything without it being the national this in Baltimore anymore. Like it used to be the Baltimore Aquarium. It used to be the Baltimore Zoo. Well, it still is the Baltimore Zoo. No, it's called mm-hmm. the Maryland Zoo now. We have to share it with all of the state because we're the only <laughs> damn zoo, and so it's not the Baltimore Zoo anymore. It's the Maryland Zoo. Whole it's state the, of Maryland. Right. It's not the Baltimore Aquarium. Because it's mm-hmm. in the national region, it's the national aquarium now. I'm like, look, y'all get your own shit. <laughs> y'all be riding, ragging on Baltimore all the time throughout the state, throughout the nation, but y'all ain't got your own aquarium. 
you ain't got your own yeah. suit. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. And I'm telling you, the, the y'all aquarium for me, yeah, it's probably the dopest. Like the the design of it is the the dopest by far. So yeah, um, it's so funny because I and I know this person does not listen to this podcast. So and, and even if she did, I really didn't care. Um, <laughs> I, or, or wouldn't care. So my last girlfriend. So yes, I did have a few girlfriends. My final girlfriend once told me, Gerald, you ain't going to be shit. That's why you ain't never going to have nothing. She still works at the national aquarium <laughs> at, at the ticket counter. Not to say that that's a bad job. Just to say, I have cousins who did that when they were 15 <laughs> and she's, she's still there. Uh, and, and I watched the fuck out of it on Facebook. Like, oh, that's real interesting that you once condemned my whole life to hell, but now you in a, your own personal little hell. That's great for you. <laughs> Wonderful you, baby. Mm -hmm. That's, <laughs> that's glory. So I was going to go a different direction, <laughs> but you allowed, you allowed a beautiful transition okay. to the foolishness that's been happening. Really a one-sided Okay. Foolishness. That's Irv Gotti. <sighs> Motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Since since you brought up an ex, I was like, yo, you know what? Let's. This is a perfect transition to talk about Irv Gotti on Drink Champs, mm. reliving his affair. <laughs> what a mess! What a mess! That is an absolute disaster of a mess. Where's his wife? Like, I think, I don't know how many people actually caught on to that. Like, he is literally reliving his affair on Drink Champs with Noriega. Let me, like, I'm and looking it up mad right now. Yeah. And, and, and still hurt that Ashanti left a married man to start a relationship with a single man. What a mess. It blew. And that's not even the worst of it, right? It's not him reliving his relationship with Ashanti, cool, whatever. Yeah. It's the way in which he consistently talks about Ashanti, mm -hmm. how he calls her out her name damn near every time he, he speaks of her. He's so mad. That, he man, mad. that man is so hurt. It's been like what 20 years or something like it, it's been like well over 20 years big when did wh when did murder inc fall apart they fell apart in like 2002 2003 yeah it had to be uh somewhere around well no it was a little bit later than that because i remember uh they were still going eh, they were okay around that time but yeah. maybe like 2005 six is when they started to like desperately fall apart yes for sure because well, get rich or die trying. I feel like it came out seeing my senior year in high school. Okay, and that was pretty much the so yeah, probably two thousand five, two thousand six. They were completely done. Yeah. So close to twenty years, this man is like holding on to Ashanti leaving him. I don't get all it. the while he was married. Like I don't get, and so Ja Rule posted today trying like saying how awkward it is to be in the middle because he got flamed as he rightfully should 
for not saying for not standing up for Ashanti, who he is always on tour with. Always, I just saw them at uh, something in the. Oh water yeah, you did. Yeah, a month ago. Yeah, he doesn't do a show without her. He doesn't. So the fact he that he can't do a show without her, she is the show. <laughs> Let's be very he clear. Can't. Well, I mean, he, he, yeah, he got he got some hits without her, but yeah, the ones that ring off, the ones that get people really going are like those three, right? Like that always right. on time, mesmerize. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one more that I can't think of, but uh, yeah, I don't know, but I'll tell you this though, that show was hitting, but it wouldn't have been shit without their sign language interpreter because <laughs> I put the video up on Instagram. You saw it. That sign language interpreter was rocking boy. I was sitting there video recording her because she up there do, 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 do like rolling with the sign language and shit. I'm like, I don't understand nothing she's doing with her hands, but that looks hot. And and she was rocking, boy. No one has more fun at a concert than the sign language interpreters. Yeah. Remember, like, remember the, uh, the black lady in Florida <laughs> that finessed her way on TV? Nobody understood what the fuck she was saying. Like, that was one of those moments where, like, lying on your resume went too far. Right. <laughs> Putting up the middle finger up, up there, throwing up hand sign, gang signs and shit. Everybody like, what is she saying? I, yeah. I don't think that that's it. That's when lying on your resume goes a little too far. Yes. That's when you should have been like, hey, um, I got something to tell y'all. Right. But who interviewed, like, was that, was there an interview process for her to be a sign language interpreter or did she just work there and say she could do it? You know how yeah, see, I don't I don't know the process of hiring a sign language interpreter. Like I don't know I imagine you make them sign in the interview. Like I don't think right. you just take their word for it, right? Because I think about when we hire for bilingual positions. Exactly. We make you answer in Spanish or whatever language we're hiring right. for. Right? So we can see you can you actually have a conversation in this language that you say you're proficient in. Right. This ain't no Komoteyamas so, Mayamo, and I, can, I don't know nothing else. <laughs> no. Yo, speaking of that. <laughs> I told y'all we going all over the place. Well, Jeff told y'all we going all over the place, so here's our venture. Into so, one of our best practices uh-huh. um, at the last two schools that I've been at, okay. we give candidates 10 to 15 minutes with the questions before the interview. Okay. Fair enough. Right. We give you the questions so you can see it. Cause not everybody's great with like just being shot a question and not knowing what's coming. Right. Some people mm-hmm. need their time to gain their thoughts. So if you're listening to this and you're hiring people, think about giving them the questions before you interview them. It makes your interview process and your candidates so much better. All right. Word. But, that, for a bilingual position. And that was your education portion of the episode. Of, of this episode. <laughs> but so it was a bilingual position. This person had 10, 15 minutes with the question. So you can tell that they tried to write out their like Spanish answer, <laughs> which resulted us in the future. What I do now, it's I hide that question. Like I hide the wow. bilingual question. Like the bilingual question is the only one you don't get to look at. Because of this person, which we all knew, and my my Spanish, it's not great. Like I understand about twenty five percent of a conversation. 
that's in Spanish. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm in this interview and she's this, this person's answering and I'm just like, Oh no. Oh no. This ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. It remind me, it remind me of that bridesmaid scene. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And oh, you know, it's so hard to keep your composure in an interview when people are mm-hmm. fucking up that badly. Yeah. It is so hard not to laugh because everybody knew what was going on. Like everybody was like, yo, this person literally tried to Google and translate the answer and they're trying to remember it right now. And it's terrible. It's terrible. I and that's that's so weird because in interviews, I, I'm not a harsh person, but as one of my friends stated last weekend, I have a resting face, not a RBF, not a resting bitch face, but a resting face. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm sitting there just looking, you can tell everything that I'm feeling, right? Like if I'm feeling you, I'm like, yeah, go on. Like my face is like, yes, go on, please. Like keep, keep talking, mm-hmm. keep working. If I ain't feeling you and I'm like, why is this person here? I literally be like, what the, f- what, what are we doing? Why are we here? Why are you here? <laughs> I feel like I told you the story about my old housing director. Huh? No, I don't. I don't think I know about. So, when she not feeling you in the interview, yeah, she ends the interview. <laughs> no, this ain't gonna work. Like she doesn't like. We were at the placement exchange. So for those who are not in like higher ed, mm-hmm. um, the placement exchange is this huge job fair. TPE. Right, basically, any college that's hiring. They're typically there, right? right? Hiring for their positions. So we there hiring for, you know, resident directors. And I was paired with my director and at least three people. We probably got to like question number three and we had like 10. She was just like, do you have any more questions for us? Like she just ends the interview and she's like, why waste the candidate time? Why waste my time when I know they're not what I'm looking for. <laughs> wow. And and there you have it. But on the reverse side of that story, though, I have a situation where I stopped during an interview because of how rude these people are. And I'm going to call y'all mm-hmm. out. If you worked in res life at Temple University back in 2012 and y'all were at the placement exchange and you were a white woman and a black man. I don't remember what their names are, but y'all were at Temple University and y'all y'all worked at Temple University as hall directors and y'all were at the place in exchange 2012. I was there. I interviewed for a hall director position at Temple and it was the rudest interview I'd ever had in my life. I stopped because I was like, I don't want to work with y'all. Y'all are rude as fuck. And I stopped and the woman was like, uh, keep going. And I'm like, no, I think this interview is over. And she was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I just don't want to continue with this interview. No. And she was like, oh, okay, well, you can leave. I was like, exactly. Thank you. And I, and I left. I was like, y'all are so rude. Like, the dude was, like, texting while I was talking. The oh, woman, cool. like, she was, uh, what, what what did she do? She was on her iPad. Like, I could see in her glasses that she was on, like, uh, some some website or something like that that had nothing to do with the interview. And I was like, y'all are absolutely rude and y'all are not into this interview. And so why waste my time with y'all rude asses, those people from mm-hmm. Temple back in 2012 that was at the place in exchange, the black guy and the white lady with the glasses. I'm going to call y'all asses <laughs> out every time. 
Yo, that's that's the one thing <laughs> I I try so hard to do when I'm not feeling the candidate, not to give off I'm not feeling you vibes. Yeah. Because that could be demoralizing. And it's that's rude. Right. Like it is I've seen rude. people I've seen people so that's why like I at least I respect at least my director for just ending it, like versus sitting there and not giving you the attention that you deserve. Right. Right. So she's just like, it's just not a fit. So there's no reason to ask the rest of these questions versus where I've seen people do that. They'll, they'll start looking at their phone, checking emails, like everything, but being attentive to, to the candidate, which is like horrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. And it's, it increased during like COVID with zoom and all these like virtual interviews, it increased. Like people, because now people are trying to multitask and they're not really paying attention to some of these candidates, and it's it's bad out there. It is bad. It's bad. Yeah. But um. But back to Irv Gotti and Shanti. Back to Irv Gotti and Shanti. He's here off so severely. Sorry, y'all. I don't even know how we got to Irv Gotti and Shanti, and then resumes and job interviews. But anyway, yeah. I was saying people were flaming Rue because he didn't stand up. He didn't say anything. Right. Which was, which he just kept saying like I'm not in it. Like he just took the approach, like yo, I'm not saying anything, I'm not in it, I'm not co-signing it, because I do get it. Like, yeah. it's this guy, and Ashanti obviously is, you know, yeah. a a colleague that he relies heavily on. So maybe he thought that was the best approach and not to stop Irv in that moment. But I yeah. mean, he did it to Ja Rule doing verses. I mean, he did it to Fat Joe doing verses, right? When Fat Joe kept calling women bitches, he was like, yo, you got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to stop disrespecting the ladies, man. Exactly. Um, and maybe maybe because, I don't know, maybe he just feels like Irv doesn't take to that well. Mm-hmm. But it was really outside of him reliving his affair and sharing things like, oh, we made happy after we had sex. Like, yo, you just tell him way too much. Way too much. And see, that's too why... Much. People need to be careful with the people that you're sleeping with because these motherfuckers be out here pillow talking. And so what that you you wrote y'all wrote happy after you had sex. And and furthermore, if I was Ashanti, it would be at that point that I got on the mic and be like, "Hey, nigga, don't flatter you." Dang, I said I wasn't gonna say that word. I know. I got I got one in earlier in the episode too, and I'm like, ah, Negro, don't flatter yourself. Cause it wasn't all I think that. She did though, but she did. Oh, she did. She did in a subtle way, right? So when all the clips of Irv went viral, right? I believe it was either that night or the next night. She went out and performed with Nelly at his concert. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, which was like the first time she performed with him? No, and I saw Nelly in Chicago. Nelly's still fine. Nelly's still fine. <laughs> He is like Nelly might be 60 years old, but he's still fine. And so is she. Yeah. That was like the first time they performed together since they broke up. Right. They saw each other at verses, which was like a big thing. But so I think, I think that was Ashanti's way of like getting back. Like you just told the world, you found out that I was dating Nelly because you was watching a basketball game. Once again, at home with your wife, with with Debbie. (laughs) Where is Debbie Lorenzo? That's that's that should be the name of the episode. Where is Debbie Lorenzo? <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it is crazy that Yikes. he just I don't yo 
What? All that means is what I and most men believe to be true. Ashanti has that fire. She got Irv stuck. <laughs> fire. Ill nana, baby. It's she still good. Irv. Always good. She, she got Irv good. stuck. 20 years later, he's still out here screaming. Wish you could about still get how, this good. <laughs> how his mistress left him to go date a single man. <laughs> right. A, a, a single fine man who is crazy. Whose looks could still spin circles around your hot water cornbread biscuit looking at, at like what what are you talking? Yeah, I'm a straight man and I'll date Nellio before I date her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like what? Irv Gotti? <laughs> your last name ain't even Gotti. Like, stop. Stop it. You front stage names, man. Oh, stage please. Names. And that's what you chose? A white gangster? A, a, a white yeah. mafia? Please. Yeah, See? mafia. You know how that is. That's why we could, shouldn't trust you in the first place. <laughs> oh, man. Where do I want to go with this I, one? I don't know. But, yeah, that was stupid. Actually, I'll go back to what I was going to go to because I was thinking of Cancun and traveling. Uh-huh. And maybe it's a deeper conversation for another episode. But I have seen way too many posts recently about people bashing people mm-hmm. for visiting and vacationing in Hawaii. What? Yeah. So, so it seems like it's news to you. So let me break yeah, it down. It's definitely news to me. So the indigenous people of Hawaii have, have shown um, a level of, they've been upset at people okay. visiting their home state of Hawaii because they are, they're, you know, they're taking resources, tourism, making traffic go crazy. They feel like the cost of living is skyrocketing due to all the tourism Mm -hmm. and the indigenous people don't reap any benefits from the tourism of Hawaii. Yeah. Therefore they've asked people to stop touring or going to vacation Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So what I see on Twitter, when somebody's like saying they're going to Hawaii, posting pictures on Instagram, they're going to Hawaii. There's people in the comments like, oh, you're just going to keep disrespecting the Hawaiians who told you they don't want you in Hawaii. Oh. So for me, while I hear the Hawaiians, what I'd be wanting to say to those people who are commenting, so are you going to stop going to Mexico? Hello. Are you going to stop going to Thailand? Are you going to stop going to France? Hell, are you going to stop coming to L.A.? (laughs) Like People who are native to wherever place you tour Mm -hmm. and vacation, they don't like y'all. They're going to feel that way. Jamaicans don't want you in Jamaica. Nope. Bohemians don't want you in Bahamas. Baltimoreans don't want y'all at our zoo (laughs) or at our aquarium. We want it to be Baltimore Aquarium again in the Baltimore Zoo instead of the Maryland Zoo in the National Aquarium. We want our shit back. <laughs> so it just one of those things that frustrate me, right? Like we can't, like so we can't do anything. So we can't vacation anymore. Yeah. Like if we go off that premise that Native people don't want tourists in their lands, tourism will cease to exist. Cease to exist. Like we are out here arguing about everything and nothing at the same time. Everything and nothing. 
Everything right. or nothing. I was shocked you didn't hear about. It. I, I shot you. No. That came across your radar. What is what is yeah. their economy propagated on? Like, is it is it propagated on tourism? Probably. All I remember, I went to Hawaii when I was young. I went to Hawaii when I was, I think, a freshman or sophomore in high school. Uh huh. Um, and I say every year we're gonna go back. I think me and my wife are gonna go next year. But um, maybe that's why I felt that way. Like I want to go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all I remember is Hawaii being crazy expensive. Yeah, I can see crazy that. Crazy expensive. I can see that. Right? For like, sure. crazy. I remember, and this was what, 2002? And we were already spending eight bucks, nine bucks at McDonald's. Right? Okay. Yeah. Like, on a meal. Like, it was crazy expensive then, so I can imagine how crazy expensive now. Right. Because um, now that's that's common in the, in the, uh, in the contiguous yeah. states. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, the price of everything in Hawaii is more. That's the way it's historically been, and that's the way it still is. Um, and oh, okay. I don't know what their economy is driven off of. I feel like it's tourism. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like your economy is driven off of tourism. Yeah, it says that it is dependent on uh, the economy of Hawaii is agriculture, forestry, and fishing is a part of it. Resources and power include um, hydroelectric power, so only really hydroelectric power. Um, they manufacture some stuff, but that's not a lot, a large part service labor and taxation is a larger part of their economy. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Service yeah, labor and tax uh, and, and tourism. Yeah. yeah. It's tourism. Right. Yeah. So, and once again, I, I hear, like, I hear, I hear the Hawaiian folk, like, trust me, I do. I understand. Yeah. But for people in over here, Mm-hmm right across the water to admonish people and talk down on people and try to make people feel bad for vacationing there is crazy to me. And I feel like it's just hating. Like you want to go to Hawaii, but you can't. Yeah. That's so all because it is. You can't go, so because you can't go to Hawaii. You're going to spin this narrative that everybody should stop touring Hawaii. Once again, if that's, if that's what, if that's the route we're going to take, we can't vacation anywhere outside of your home state. Exactly. Outside of your city. Exactly. Because I I hate LA tourism. They they make the lines at all the restaurants too long. <laughs> um, Venice Beach is overly crowded. Santa Monica Pier is overly crowded. When you want to go run into Roscoe's, you can't get in because everybody needs to eat at Roscoe's. Everybody in their mama. I ate at Roscoe's. It's- and while I was in, <laughs> the three times I've been to California, yes, I've eaten at right. Roscoe's. It's, it's a touristy thing to do, right? Yeah. So I mean, people even locally, like you said, be it's just people hating, right? Because even here in the D.C. area, people be like, "Why are everybody going to U Street? Y'all just be down on U Street all the time, causing all this drama and causing traffic and da 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 da." Y'all just hating. If you live down on mm-hmm. near U Street, so what? Who cares? You just paying the high prices for a whack ass condo. And for those people who hate on people who go down to U Street to have a little fun after a week's worth of work and all that kind of stuff like that, eat rocks. Like I ain't yeah. got time for that. So, yeah. It's, once again, that's that's what's bothering me segment. I feel like I'm gonna have one every week now. Yeah. Because <laughs> last week it was <laughs> what's bothering Jeff? The four day work it was a four day work week that was bothering me. Yeah. This week is y'all complaining about people going on vacations because the native folk don't want them there. Newsflash. 
That's everywhere. That's, that's everywhere. the U.S. Yeah. We don't want tourists here either, but we understand yeah. that's where the economy is made in a lot of places, right? Um, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, since we at the, looks like we a little past the halfway mark, I want to hit you with mm-hmm. um, this Ask a Fool that I got. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and I don't know how much I can add to this ask a fool, but okay. I'll try to be a participant. Okay. But here's the ask a fool segment for this week. There is a gay man who has started up a relationship with the guy for about three or four months now. Oh, the gays, my people. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> he's been in, he's been in this relationship for three to four months with his boyfriend. Okay. And everything is great. Except one thing. They're both tops. <laughs> so okay, his go ahead. Boyfriend, I'm sorry. Go ahead. His boyfriend is throwing out the idea or a proposition since they're both tops and they're not budging on that to add a third person to the mix who's a bottom so they can get their sexual needs met. The person who's asking us wants to know really you. <laughs> Um, any advice for him in this situation? Um, should he do it? Any questions he should be asking? I, the floor is yours, sir. <laughs> okay, so I get that both of y'all are bamboo bangers, right? Like, shout out to MIA. <laughs> it's the bamboo banger. Hi, yeah. It's like, no, I'm playing. Um, okay, so both of y'all are tops, right? And, and and that's perfectly okay. It is not unheard of to have two tops or two bottoms in relationships. People are people regardless, right? And you're going to be attracted to who you're going to be attracted to. It's not about your sexual position or your sexual preferences or anything like that. Um, what drives people to connect is really your orientation. Like, you know, man, woman, if you're heterosexual, if you're bi, if you're gay, all that kind of stuff like that, and you are attracted to that person, then go for it, right? Like that drives your attraction. So if you are attracted to a guy who, I mean, nowadays, you know, nobody really goes off of stereotypes anymore or whatever have you. I mean, I know very feminine guys who are tops. I know very masculine guys who are bottom and they don't fit the stereotype of what you would naturally consider or what people have naturally considered to be tops or bottoms or verse or whatever have you, because that's also, you know, the other category of, of things, right? Being versatile, meaning you like both. So what I would say to this particular person is it is totally between you and your partner, how y'all choose to manage that. Nobody else can tell y'all what y'all should do or what's right for y'all. I think that if y'all want to bring another person into the mix and have a bottom that pleasures y'all, well, good. I think that you all need to fully understand what that means and what that entails and the level of trust that that would bring into uh, that you will have to have for that relationship because, well, I'm not going to say technically, um, that is getting into a a level of polyamory, right? Where you Mm are now not in a relationship where it's just monogamous with two people. It is exploring a, a, another person or, or other people 
um, and bringing them into your relationship. And so I think that at your core, the two of y'all need to be solid in your understanding of what that actually looks like and also need to be comfortable with that as well. And then I think y'all also need to set parameters around that and expectations, right? Like if y'all are bringing someone else into the relationship, then what does that mean? Does that mean that I can see this person whenever I want to, or it has to strictly be between the two of us when we're together, or does it mean that he can see this person when they want to, or what does that mean? So I think that y'all need to, you know, talk about this in depth, set parameters around what this actually looks like for your relationship and how this works for your relationship. Then third, I would say, don't worry about what other people think, because I think a lot of times we get too involved in what other people think about our relationships or whatever have you, or you have those vicious people out there who are like, oh, well, I had both of them and they in a relationship and blah, 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 and they'll like do stuff. So also be protective of that relationship that y'all have as well. Don't invite everybody into your relationship because everybody ain't supposed to be there. Make sure that if you want a discreet situation that you're dealing with discreet people who can, you know, keep this on a discreet level. and. Finally, what I'll say is, <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with what's wrong with a little rubbing every now and then? It, y'all ain't got to, I mean, penetration ain't the only kind of sex that y'all can have. Like, there's oral sex, but y'all can also do like some, uh, what do they call it, uh, in Atlanta, hunching. There we go, hunching. Y'all can do some hunching. Like, I've seen videos where people just, you know, get off on, you know, rubbing their, uh, rubbing their bamboo in between legs. I'm not going to say, well, rubbing their penis. There we go. I'm going to be an adult because we have an adult podcast. You can rub your penis in between thighs. That can work. Slot in between butt cheeks and things. It don't have to, listen, if I, I get it that, you know, your, your, your partner is a top, but also you have to understand that, you know, y'all are two tops together. So, I mean, one of y'all going, well, both of y'all probably should let go of, um, that stereotype that nobody can touch your butt or whatever have you. And I'm not saying that y'all said that, but there's a lot of tops out there. I used to be one of them, right? That I was like, oh, you ain't touching my ass. Like, don't, don't do that shit. Like, I, like, I was very heteronormative. And so if y'all are heteronormative, then y'all gonna have to chill on that because y'all are two tops and y'all do have those urges for penetration and stuff like that. And so the only way that y'all can get close to penetration with each other is through, you know, being creative, like, you know, doing some thigh hunching, um, doing some, you know, sliding, uh, putting the hot dog in between the buns, right? Like stuff like that is, <laughs> Jeff is dying, <laughs> but I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Listen, I t- and, and I tell this to everybody. So don't think that, I, I, the viewers are getting a, a very intimate version of me right now because this is just like the conversations I've had with my brother and sister about sex, okay? Because I had to be the one to tell them about sex and sexuality because my parents would not. And I was like, shit, I will. You put your penis into a vagina and here's where clitoris is. Hopefully you reach it and focus, you know, for a woman's pleasure. Go for the clitoris. Like, I've literally told my brother, go for the clitoris, you know, da da da, da. Even though that ain't my thing, but I'm like, hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's what I think. Speechless. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about how far I have come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, even, how far. Even, even with our conversations, how far. Yeah, like. Come how far I have come to be able to like, be able to be like, yo, this is the question I got. So I'm, we're going to have this conversation and not shy away from it. 
Um, and sit here and just listen and don't have any thoughts, just laughing. Like it is what it is, but, um, I don't really have any other advice. I think everything you gave was solid. The only mm-hmm. thing I would say is if you're, you're questioning enough to ask us, Yeah, I don't feel like you're comfortable with the proposition. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not comfortable with that arrangement, you need to let that be known. Um, we talk about all the time, not sacrificing um, your, your, your happiness and your self-worth and what you want yeah. in sake of a relationship, like to that extreme, right? If you don't want to share your partner with somebody, then don't. Yeah. And sex like, is a huge part of relationships. It is. It can make so a like, great relationships. If it, if it's not something that y'all can come to an agreement on with one of the many tips that just laid out for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, it might, yeah, that just might not be your person. All right. That just might not be your person. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality of it all. Um, and y'all, Oh, and one more thing. Y'all can still be friends, right? Like there's nothing wrong with y'all being friends. Y'all can still be hunch buddies. <laughs> y'all can be friends with benefits at times, right? Like you can kick it with your homeboy, play the game, uh, <laughs> get a little session in. <laughs> I mean, Free love, baby. <laughs> Boy. Do what's for you. <laughs> so that is our answer to the Ask a Fool segment this week. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Um I'm done. Yeah, I think I think I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> I'm done. So for one half of the educated fools, this is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week.